0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Awakening Her podcast. Today I have a fantastic interview with a beautiful soul named. Tani Morgan. Tani's been my coach. She's a dear friend. We've been connected for years, fellow Canadian, awakening the world, and she's just so much fun. Today, we touch on a lot of amazing things. And one of the things that really sticks out that I think is really important right now, correction, I know it's really important right now, is the power of feeling your feelings. And this can be a really delicate balance because often we are scared to feel our feelings And we don't want to, you know, go to those levels of fear or despair, and we're afraid to attract more of it. But in fact, by not allowing yourself to feel these things, you are in fact blocking your manifestation, blocking your joy and holding yourself back in life. So this is really cool interview because Tani has worked with many, 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 many spiritual entrepreneurs and spiritual women. So she's really seen the, the back You know, behind the scenes sort of view of what happens when we allow ourselves to feel our feelings. In this interview, I also share a story of how she triggered me into feeling my feelings in one of the most probably pivotal moments of my self-development life. It really allowed me to see how powerful this is. And so I share a story I've definitely never shared before. She also shares an insane story about how she manifested a trip to Spain and how intuition played into it and so many juicy things. So I know you're going to love this interview with Tani and I invite you to take it in and make sure to follow her. Find her on all the socials because she is is truly incredible. Enjoy this episode with Tani Morgan. code on manifestation amplify your intuition and play in the quantum we are now besties let's do this hi tani welcome to the show thank you so much for being on
1: thank you so much for having me i'm really excited to be here and have this opportunity to share my story and my wisdom
0: Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm so excited that you're here. I know you, but my audience may not know you. So why don't you start by telling us just a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, I am an empowerment and mindset coach for new and aspiring business owners. It's really my soul's mission and greatest joy to empower women to discover their soul purpose, overcome limiting beliefs, and feel confident in their unique gifts so that they can create both income for their family and impact for their community. Um, I help them grow soul-inspired businesses that they really dream of having. Basically, I help them awaken to their true power and make money doing what they love.
0: Oh, I love that. Um, You've actually been my coach, and so much growth has happened through working together. I so appreciate what you're doing in the world and how you're you know, helping these light workers that need to come out and help us. I've been on this thing lately of we need help to awaken the world. So we need you need to awaken yourself and step into your purpose so that we can really be at the forefront of this phase that's going on. So thanks for doing that. I'm, I'm excited awesome. to hear more about that. So can you tell me a little bit about your manifesting journey? And I know you have a crazy story around manifesting a trip to Spain. So tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yes. Okay. So it started in I think it was March, spring of 2018. And I happened to have a free hour. We had scheduled the babysitter to come for a whole day. I didn't end up meeting her for the whole day. Um, and I had the but I wanted to bring her to see my kids because my kids hadn't seen her and they love her. And so I thought, okay, just come for an hour, hang out with the kids, and I'm going to go spend a little bit of time doing something. I didn't know what. And so I get in the car and I just have this little nudge to go to my local metaphysical bookstore, crystal shop, bookstore. Um, and of course my ego is saying, no, you don't need any more books or any more crystals. Don't spend any more money on that. But there was just this something pulling, calling me there. And so I, I had been working on my intuition listening to my intuition for a little bit. So I honored that, that calling. And when I got to the store, I thought, well, maybe I'm meant to have a a card reading or something because I know there's readers here, but I'd never I'd never taken them up on on that. Um, But he was all full. So I wandered around the store and I felt, again, like I was supposed to go to the witch and Wiccan area, but it wasn't an area that I normally shopped in. So I didn't know where it was and I actually couldn't really find it. But the moment that I kind of just went, okay, whatever, I'm just going to walk around. Guess where I ended up? right in front of that area (laughs) and right in front of me was the book witch by lisa lister and it had its cover out while most of the other books had its their spines out and so right away i saw it and it spoke to me and i picked it up and i looked i kind of fanned through a few pages and read a few words and it spoke to me right away i tucked it under my arm because of course my ego said oh no no this this might not be this one check out a few of the other books first So I did, but I knew right away by like even looking at a few of those pages that the one that I had already under my arm was the one that I was there to get. So I bought the book. I went home and I dived into this book. I couldn't get enough. It spoke deeply to me. I felt like it was speaking deep down to my bones. Um, I have two young kids, younger than I guess, but so I don't normally spend a lot of time reading. I do almost all of my I guess, reading, you would say, through an audio book at this point, driving in the car while I'm doing other things. So I didn't spend a lot of time reading. But this spoke so deeply to me that I basically was like, here, watch TV. And I read it for like two and a half days straight. (laughs) Not the proudest parenting moment, but it was needed to happen. Um, And it just spoke to me. And I was so excited about it um, that I started sharing with some other friends. And one of them mentioned it might've been you actually that you were reason I had reached out to you. Oh my gosh. And was telling you about it. And you said you were reading rise, sister rise.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Oh, I've been meaning to read that. Okay. I need to put that on my list. That's interesting that that's coming in at the same time. Right. Um, so that was really exciting. So I started reading that. So this, The next Saturday, the very next Saturday, my my daughter had been very upset that I went to this bookstore without her because she had a gift card. She'd received a gift card for her birthday that she hadn't spent there. So the next Saturday I took her back there and I scheduled an appointment this time to get my tarot cards read. I had never had that happen before. Even though I use oracle cards myself, I'd never had a formal tarot reading by someone else. So my daughter went and played in the, in the crystals a little bit, looked at crystals. I got a reading And as I'm, as the the gentleman is telling me, you know, reading my cards in my, I'm nodding my head and I'm thinking, "Uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. It all felt really true and right. And then he says to me, and you're going to travel to maybe the mountains, but you're going to travel in June. And I went, "Mm, no, I don't think so. Because I was thinking my kids are in school. You know, we just went to the mountains for summer break last year. And even if we did decide to go again for, you know, summer holidays, my kids are in school in June. I won't be going anywhere. Little did I know how wrong I was. (laughs) Anyways, so after the reading, I went in to join my daughter. We picked out a few crystals and I specifically was looking for a chakra set. But there were two, there was one specifically, one other crystal that called to me and I picked it up and I just didn't want to put it down. And so again, I kind of like honored my intuition there and I thought, okay, I need to take this home, but I didn't even know what it was for. I had asked the lady and she gave me like a little slip of paper and I took that and put that in my purse. Oh, no, I don't think I even did that. Anyways, I didn't know what these were. So I took the, I took it home. I went home after this, took my daughter home. And because the previous week I had been so involved in which, reading which, and then talking to people about it, we'd even done a Facebook Live about it, um, I felt like I hadn't got a lot of work done. So I thought, Saturday, I'm going to catch up on some emails. So I sit down at my computer after we get home, and I check My emails and there is an email there from Lisa Lister, the author of which, which I do not ever remember signing up for her email list. Like it's a normal, you know, it's a, you know, promotional, you know, send out to your group type list or email and it is talking all about her new tour. And so I'm reading through the a couple the first event cool the second event they're in the states then the third event it's in Mallorca Spain and as I'm reading this literally something feels like it's pulling me into the computer screen like I like can physically feel an energy pulling me and I'm like this is so crazy what what like what is this like maybe I'm meant to go to this I'm like oh that's ridiculous like I'm a mother I, I A wife. How am I just gonna fly off to Europe? Like this is ridiculous. I thought, okay, maybe if I have enough air miles, if I have enough air miles, then that will be my sign that I'm meant to go. So I pull up my air miles account and I have like eleven thousand miles, I think. And then I pull up the travel thing and it, you know, the first the first flight comes up and it's eighteen thousand and I'm like, oh, okay, well maybe I'm not. And then I don't know why, but for some reason I decided to scroll down that page. And again, I don't know why, because whenever I've checked air miles before, always the smallest amount is on top and then the amounts get larger and larger as you go down. But when I scrolled down this time, I I scrolled and all of a sudden there was a flight, 8000 miles. I had enough. I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay, this is the sign. And then when I was done, I was like, okay, how am I going to bring this up with my husband? I don't know. And, and when I was done, he was a little bit grouchy. So I was like, okay, this is not the right time. I'll just wait and pick my time carefully. And so in between me and him talking, I was every day driving the kids to school. And while I was, like I said, listening to the audiobook Rise, Sister, Rise. And at one point I had dropped the kids off. I was by myself. I was driving home. And in the book, the author, Rebecca, is explaining, is describing this um, ceremony that she had instead of a, uh, what are they called, wedding shower. So instead of a wedding shower, she wanted to have, you know, this magical ceremony with her closest sisters. And, And she's listing out their names. And I thought this was so strange that, you know, she would be listing out her friends' full names. So they, her friends and sisters. So. And so she's listing them out. And as she lists them out, she lists out Lisa Lister. And I'm like, who is the author of which? And I'm just like, oh my God. Okay. I get it. Like there's another sign. Like I had no idea that they were connected in any way. Here's another sign that I meant to go. And as I continue to listen to her describe the ritual, tears just start streaming down my face. And I'm like, okay, I'm missing something. I don't know what it is, but this is powerful. As I continue driving home, I realize I need to get gas. So I stop and pull and get gas to get gas. And as I reach, as I jump out of the car, my, my arm catches my purse. It kind of tips over and some things fall out. And guess what falls out? That stone that I didn't know what it was for, but that it was calling to me to keep at the store the week before. So when I got home, I was like, okay, I'm going to look up what this stone is for. Guess what? It's for protection and guidance while traveling. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So like, it was just like universe sign after sign after sign after sign that I was meant to go to this retreat. So I finally approached my husband about it. And of course, like I was, he was like, well, like I kind of want to go to Spain too, you know? And what are you going there? And what are you going to get? Are you going to get a certificate for this workshop? No, honey. No. And I don't know why I need to go. I don't, I just, my intuition's calling me. I have no idea. I'm not going to get a certificate. It's just a workshop, but I really need to know. I kind of just left him that first day to think about it then I talked about it to him again the next day or a couple days later and and he is amazing man I'm so lucky he trusts me he trusts my intuition and he came to me and he said honey okay I trust your intuition let's make it work I can I can make it work with the kids and my work let's let's do it. Uh, I was like, oh my gosh, even that is like another sign from the universe. Like, I couldn't believe it. Like, I don't know if I am that good of a person. I don't know if I would let him do that. Uh, oh but goodness. um, so at that point, I started looking into it. And it turned out that me using my air miles wasn't going to make sense because I was going to have to pay all these airport taxes, like $700 in airport tax, and lose all my air miles. Where if I'd kept them, I could use my air miles to go to the States and only pay like $100 in taxes at some other point. So I decided to just use my credit card. And so I booked the flight, book the retreat. Um, and then not too long after I was out at a park with a friend of mine who is all about manifesting too. And we were sitting there in the sun talking and, and I mentioned, I said, you know, I feel now like it's been so fun following this, this story. And I was telling her the story, but, but now I've, I've you know, made this investment. I've booked this flight and that wasn't in my budget. So I feel a little bit like I kind of have to hustle and I need to bring in some more business so that I can pay for for this flight, this trip. And she says to me, really? Do you? Do you really have to? Or can you just ask the universe to support you with all of its abundance and all of its resources? And I stop and I look at her Because, of course, I talk about manifesting. I've been manifesting. I was even teaching about manifesting at this point. And I kind of smack her leg, and I'm like, of course. Like, why didn't I think of that? And then I look up at the sky, and I put my arms up in a V, you know, like you're speaking to God and to the universe, and I'm just like, yes, that is what I want. That is exactly what I want. Please and thank you. That is what I want. And then I put my hands down, and we continue on our conversation, and I forget all about it. Um, four days later, I am informed that I will be receiving a check that is going to cover all of it, all of the trip and more. I couldn't believe it.
0: Oh my goodness. I've never heard the full story. That is, oh, the universe is so magical. We are so blessed to get to do this experience. And like, that is incredible. Holy man. Wow.
1: It's such a great example of how, when you are working to be high vibe, because that was part of my practice, how you are following your intuition. I followed those nudges, even though they didn't necessarily make sense, or they took a lot of courage, right? And then the universe provided for me. It totally, that like this moment was was my proof of that what I was doing to manifest was the way to manifest things.
0: Right? That, is, that is so incredible. And I love how this story so perfectly illustrates, because when I'm teaching about intuition, there's this faith piece that you have to trust that those nudges are on purpose. And it's easy for us, especially when you start out with manifestation, to get really sucked into the magic. And you think that the first nudge is going to be the thing that brings you all the things. But look at how many nudges you followed to get you to that end result. So we really need to lean in and trust that like going into the bookstore didn't immediately get you a paid for retreat, but it was one thing after another thing, after another thing. And that is so how it works is it's breadcrumbs, you know, like my listeners listening, you've maybe heard me talk about following the breadcrumbs. The first breadcrumb doesn't get you to the thing, but they are all on purpose and they're all leading you somewhere. So beautiful. What a cool story. And I bet the retreat was probably amazing.
1: (laughs) It was amazing. It was amazing. So, and it was, I think really, Probably kind of my, uh, maybe not my very first, but it was the first time that I sat in sisterhood. We sat in circle with other women and really shared what was on our heart and really worked. And that was like powerful. And I know that that's part of the work that I meant to do too. And also there was this piece about being a priestess. There was a card that I choose and I knew it was my card and it spoke to me. And I didn't know what priestess meant. I actually had grown up um, going to a Catholic school. And so that was kind of a no-no because women were not allowed to be priests or priestesses right so I didn't know what that meant and she explained to me that what it really meant was that was these really powerful women who would love the war out of the soldiers that came back from the war from from the battles so that they could then heal and then go back to their families or go back to their lives without the wounds and so this is really transformative because one that that changed my relationship with my husband drastically it changed that. And then it also tied into the work that I do with my clients, because that really is a lot of the work that I do is I help them to heal the wounds and the traumas that are getting in their way that have created energetic blocks or limiting beliefs that are getting in their way. I help them heal that so that they can go on to, you know, live their life and build that business that they've been dreaming of.
0: Yeah. Totally. And I'd love to talk about that because I think that is really important to talk about. And, you know, we've discussed this where a lot of times law of attraction and manifesting is taught and it's taught, you know, to be high vibe. And, and that is in itself truth. But as we've discussed the human journey, we're not actually made. I believe it's, it's kind of impossible. Really. I'm just going to say it. It's impossible to be high vibe all the time. And this is where a lot of people get tripped up. So can you talk to us about a a bit about that is yes, the end result is being high vibe, but you need to learn, you know, as you say to manifest, Manage your emotions to move through the hard stuff so can you tell me a bit about that
1: yeah I'm so glad you asked this question I think a big problem in the you know maybe manifesting industry right now is that people are trying to condense things into memes or little sound bites, right? Like positive vibes only, you know, which is a good sentiment in the sense, like, I want you to bring me positive vibes, but when you take that that's what you need to do to stay high vibe all the time, it's, it's detrimental and it's actually harmful to people because we were created with a huge range of emotions for a reason, you know, God, the universe wouldn't have given us, Negative emotions, if we were never supposed to feel them, right? And I talk about being high vibe, and I actually even worry sometimes that it's maybe interpreted incorrectly because I never, never, never mean that we should be suppressing or you know ignoring our emotions. Our most our emotions are messengers, and they have messages for us, and they are something that we can learn, and they are a really great way to develop your intuition. So. The way that I see it is that yeah, we're going to go through life and what we want to do is we do want to focus on being positive. And for me, having experienced depression in my early 20s, when I started learning about manifesting, I was no longer in depression. I had I had I had healed myself from that, but I was still living a life that I believe to be the way that I was going to find happiness. I call it the fairy tale formula. And this is a, something that we're, most of us are taught. You go to school, you finish, you know, you get good marks, you graduate, you get a good job, you find a partner, you get married, have kids, buy a house, you know, and then you'll live ha- happily ever after. So at that point in my story, I had done all those things. I'd even moved into this house that I love now, but I still wasn't living happily ever after. And so at that moment, I had to start looking into what does create happiness? What does create high vibes? How can I be happy? And I started learning about that. And at that stage in my life, I needed to focus on what was positive. That was one step in my, you know, one step in my journey was I needed to really focus on the positive. And then what happened was I was getting really good at I almost want to say like almost artificially holding myself in a high vibe. I had to hold something, I had to really work hard to be in a good mood, but I could do it on a pretty regular basis for most of the day. And then what I was noticing is that I would be in this pretty good mood and something would happen and it would be able to instantly drain me out of it. And I couldn't figure that out. I actually asked one of my yoga teachers um, and he said, it has to be real. It has to be aligned. And so I started to look at where in my life, what sort of things were pulling me out of that. And some places I wasn't in alignment with what I really wanted to be doing, but other things were wounds and traumas from my history that I had never addressed. And so all of this emotion that was around this pain that I had experienced in the past was stuck in my body. So some small thing that might not have seemed like a big deal to anybody else would trigger some of that emotion stuck in my body and create these really tough emotions that then I would have to figure out how to deal with. What I have since discovered is that when you take the time, when you make the space to honor all of the emotions that come up and even take some time and space to look back at some of your past wounds and feel those emotions through, they become released. They release from your body and then you can naturally hold yours. Like it's not holding. Then you just naturally float in a higher vibration.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm seeing, um, the Abraham analogy of the cork, right? And how like we naturally float, but the things that are going on and she'll say like your negative emotions and whatever, they hold you down. But when you're saying like you process them and then you naturally float, it's so beautiful. So what I want to ask is why do you think we're so terrified to look at those things? Like what are we afraid is going to happen? And what in your experience, what happens instead? Yeah. So I think a couple of things. One, One thing that I've heard from a
1: lot of clients is like, I'm afraid that if I go there, it's never going to end, right? Like if I allow myself to cry, if I start crying, I won't be able to stop or I'll fall into a deep, dark depression. You know what I mean? Like I'm afraid if I, so a lot of that, that those are the fears that come up. And the reason I think that we're, that we fear those things is we're not taught. Most of us as a young child, we're not taught that, you know, your emotions come and go, They're like a cloud in a blue sky or even a storm in a blue sky. You know, it comes in. Well, the sky is there. Your natural energy, your natural state of joy and curiosity and peace and love, it's still there. The the cloud, the storm comes in and then it passes. Right. But what happens is we don't like it. We either like we hold it. We kind of like we kind of push against it and then it doesn't allow, allow the storm to pass to pass. So I think it's a huge part that we're not taught as kids, we're told, don't cry, be happy. It's okay. That's not a big deal. That's not worth crying about. You're crying about that. We're shamed for having our emotions. What are you so happy about today? Wipe that smirk off your face, you know? So we're taught, we're taught to not that's the society that we live in right now. And that's really why it comes down to that. It's so scary. And it's also why I'm so passionate about normalizing emotions. I'm talking about this all the time with my clients, with my audience, my community, you know, like you need to, to, to cry. And I sometimes post pictures of myself crying and explain why. Um, So now that I've done a lot of this work, I find that I can naturally be in in a high vibe place most of the time. And then when something happens in my life, like you said, we're humans, you're not going to go through that many days without something happening that we don't like, you know, or that isn't the way we planned. I take time to deal with it immediately. You know, it, Within reason, you know, like there are some places that it's not appropriate to just break down and cry, right? But let's say I'm in a place where it's not appropriate. I acknowledge that and I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to do this later. And so then I go home and maybe that night or the next morning in a meditation or in my own private time, I'm like, I tap back in. Okay, what was I feeling there? What did it feel? What wanted to come out? That allows me to go through most of my life very resiliently. I might come down for a moment, but things that would take me out for like in the past weeks or months now maybe take me out for an hour, maybe a day. But it's really, it's really miraculous when you work through those past wounds and you're no longer being triggered by a lot of them.
0: Wow. So you're in your experience working with people, um, they don't. So they're afraid that if they start crying, they'll never stop or it'll send them back into a depression. And and that's what I see, too, is they're doing everything they can to not be in a depression. And they're scared that if they go back to that trauma or those, you know, beliefs that just eat away at them, that they'll never come out. So in your experience, that's not what happens. What happens instead?
1: Yeah. So I do think that there, there is wisdom that you need to have. So you need to feel and experience your emotions But you also don't want to stay in the muck. And that's why I mentioned that for some people, focusing on the positive is what they need to do in that moment. That's that one step that they're at. But when you do actually acknowledge them, what I have found that has happened with me, myself, and many of my clients is that it passes, so I'll share an experience about um, the grief of one of my cats. I had this cat and I loved him. And he was the, to, date, to this day, he's the cat that I've owned or, you know, was part of his life the longest. And he went missing and I live on an acreage. So the most likely that means he got eaten by a coyote, unfortunately. Um, yeah. And and I grieved it. And, and this was one of the first times that I, I gave myself that permission. And I let myself cry. And I had to consciously tell myself, Tani, it's okay to grieve. It's okay to cry. It's okay to do this. And I just let myself, whenever I felt that I needed to cry, I let myself cry. I still worked. I still was running my business, you know, so in between those moments I would be writing or, you know, I might even have to boost myself up for something to help a client in that moment. But whenever I could, I would go and I would sit on my mat and I would cry. And, and I just gave myself that permission. I just said, you're grieving. You can cry straight for three days or four days or a week. You can cry as long as you need to, Tani, because he was special and you, you're, you're missing him. So honor that loss. And so I did. And so day one, I cried a lot. And day two, I still cried a lot. And day three, in the morning, I cried. And we got about halfway through great, uh, day three. And all of a sudden, I felt drained. I felt kind of empty And I knew that the energy, the grief had moved. And so I thought, I'm going to take a nap. And I did. I took a short nap. And when I woke up, I said, I'm going to to focus on the things that bring me joy now. I'm going to think about other things. And I had given that grief the space to be felt, to be experienced and to release naturally on its own. So after I had the nap and started focusing on more positive things, I could see his bed and not burst into tears. I could see his toys and not burst into tears. I can talk about it now and not burst into tears. There's some women I talk to, if they talk about losing a pet, they still want to cry. And I know that there's work there to do, right? I can talk about it and I felt good. And it didn't mean that when I looked at his bed, I didn't still have a little longing inside. Like I didn't miss him. I did. I still was like, oh, but there wasn't the explosive emotion because I had let it pass through me naturally, And that's what I've experienced with tons of, like all of my emotions,
0: really. Wow. That's so inspiring because I can relate to the feeling of not wanting to go there, right? And another thing, when I was first starting to do Law of Attraction, this was more like 15 years ago, I remember getting, I don't know if anyone listening or when you watch The Secret you all of a sudden became present to everything I think is, is magnetizing more. So I can't stay in this feeling of lack, of grief, of shame, because I'm just attracting more. So you try to shove it out. And I think that's something that really happens a lot. And I see all the time, I even see myself, you know, it's a really delicate balance. Some days, a quick thought, you can kind of just shake off. If I look in the mirror and I want to pick myself apart, I kind of go, whatever, you're hot and sexy, like it's all good. But then there's other things that it's like, am I... Bypassing the feeling of it, the the grieving, the the depth of it, and so um, this is so so important. And I really want to thank you. Would you mind sharing with us? You mentioned that you process your emotions. You use the example of like there's some places it's not appropriate to cry or whatever. I pictured like grocery shopping or you're at a gathering or something. So what do you do? What is your process for? feeling those emotions and feeling them all the way through. If you're just on your own, not with a coach, not someone else, what do you actually do?
1: Yeah, I allow it to be there. And that that's really what it is. So if I'm angry, I allow myself to be angry. Right. And I may journal about it. I may go for a run because I know personally for me, extra, moving my body releases that energy very quickly. Like I can be really pissed off and run around. We call it a loop. We live in a little loop deep, I guess. What is it? Subdivision, right? I can run around the loop and pretty much by the time I'm done that the energy is gone, right? I have some, some other yogic strategies and uh, fists of anger and stuff that I will do. But first I let it be there. And I, and I get curious about it. Like, why am I angry? You know, did somebody actually hurt me or am I making up a story in my head about somebody? You know, I get curious about the emotions. I allow it to be there. I feel what it feels like in my body. Mm. That is number one, I think. And it's like, you know what does what does grief feel like in my body? Grief felt like just like heavy and low and no energy. What does anger feel like? Anger feels a little a little tougher, a little stronger, a little like I can go here, you know? It feels like I'm fortifying or maybe almost putting on armor or something. What does it feel like in my body? Where do I feel it in my body? Right? But I really it's and then I just talk through it. Like it, this is okay because so many of us have been conditioned to not feel our emotions. I think the positive self-talk is, you know, you can feel this emotion, you know, like I did with the grief, right? Like it's okay, Tani, you're grieving. You can cry. That's allowed, you know, and give yourself that permission to feel it. And really that what I explained with that was, that's my process. I feel it. I let it be there. I might journal. If If you're a journal, I would say that definitely is helpful. And then when I get to that point where it's drained, then I know that that energy has shifted. And then I consciously go back to, okay, what 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 thoughts do I want to think? What are the positive thoughts that are going to support me in this moment? What are the empowering thoughts that are going to support me in this moment? Right? I do, you know, when I said I go for a run, that's more when I know that I'm angry in the moment, and maybe I need to show up for a client call in an hour. And so I need to kind of shift the energy now. And so, so let's say I'll go for a run so that when I come back, okay, the energy shifted. I may then that later that night journal. Okay. I was really angry about that. Let's go into this a little bit more. What was there and come back and see if some of that anger comes back. Sometimes it doesn't, sometimes you can just get it out of your body by moving your body, right? Sometimes it's a little bit deeper and you need to do a little bit more, more work there. Does that answer the question?
0: Yeah, definitely. It sounds like overall, you know, the listeners and us, like we're on this spiritual journey, we are knee deep. So it, you know, the average person might be like, but what do I do? But what, but you need to almost remind yourself that all that needs to be done is the permission. That's what I really hear. And I picture, you know, friends that have been through really hard stuff, clients, myself, and just sitting there going, it's okay to cry. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to feel this shame. And you know, I I really hear too, is like be intuitively led in that moment. Do you just want to lay in your bed and cry? Do you want to get in a bath huddled up in the fetal position and cry? Or do you want to write or like whatever you need to do to just be, there's no one thing to do, right? Often what I'll ask myself is, you know, what am I making this mean? What is the story here? And I help that that helps me to sometimes get to the bottom of it because say I'm worried about money or my business and I'll go, what am I making this? mean that i'm a shitty coach and that i'm gonna fail and i'm like there you go there's the center of it you know so sometimes asking that type of prompting question what am i making this mean and there's other ways to work through that to pick then a new belief but as you said the center of it is just feeling like what does this mean to me why is this so triggering and if it's about someone else you know something may come up like he doesn't respect me or you know whatever right and then it's like okay there it is there's there's the center of it but it sounds like overall it's just allowing yourself to feel those feelings
1: it is and giving yourself that permission and i think like you said like if it is about somewhere else someone else once you've processed those emotions and said okay well that person did disrespect me Because you've already processed it, then you can look at it clearly as like, okay, well, how am I going to deal with this going forward? Mm
0: -hmm. Is this someone
1: that I can talk to and say, you know, oh, you disrespected me. Let's not, you know, this is how I felt. Or maybe you need, you know, that that's not the type of person. You just need to maybe reduce your exposure to that person. You can kind of think about where you want to go at that point. If you don't process your emotions first, your reaction to the disrespect or you know what I mean that situation is going to be heightened. You'll be more likely to overblow it, you'll be more likely to yell at them to to you know want to kind of strike back at them and hurt them, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas when you have that you, you lean back and you take that time to process your own emotions, you have a much clearer picture of how you're going to move forward afterwards
0: yeah and what you need from that person like there's a time and a place to say like what I need from you is this, or this type of thing doesn't work for me. But like you said, it won't be in a explosive, lashy. Or I know a lot of people that just can't articulate, like they're so mad and and this time and and that time. And and then they just end up going like, what the hell do I even say? Like, I didn't even articulate what I was feeling. It felt like a mess because you're so, the emotions are running so strong and so all over the place. So yeah, feeling it first is just incredible. That is such a that's such a powerful tool. And actually, I'll share a little story. I'll, I'll share the story. Um, when I was working with my love here, Danny, um, it was when I found out I was pregnant with my son, who's now just over a year. And I was having a really, really hard time. It was a surprise pregnancy. I've shared a little bit about this story, but my other girls were in school and I was on to a different phase in life. I was complete, I was good. And um, I didn't really, honestly, I didn't want to get pregnant. And it was a surprise. And I was working with her and she picked up on the fact that I was feeling these things. And then as you can imagine, maybe someone else listening has been in this position or just you understand is that you're supposed to be happy when you're pregnant. And it's really taboo to be pissed off that you're pregnant. And I also have friends and family, people that couldn't get pregnant and all these other things that you hear about people that lose, you know, lose a baby and they're going through grief. And so who am I to be upset that I have a blessing coming to me? And so I was really getting really good at um, shoving it down, I would say it, it was I was talking a bit about with my husband, like freaking out and he saw that. But to everyone else, it's like, it's kind of hard. I didn't expect this, but, you know, it's OK. And I'm sure in the end it'll be all like, you know, trying to make it all pretty on the outside and even saying like, I'm struggling a bit, but that's OK. You know, you want to be positive and you know, she said something to me that really triggered me at the time and we're in similar situations where, you know, my your kids are a little bit older in school and, you know, you're not in the baby phase anymore. And Tani looked at me on video call even and said that if she got pregnant right now, she'd be pissed off. And she had asked me, like you know, it was something about like, how are you feeling with this? And I was kind of painting that rosy picture. And you said to me, like, I'd be pissed off if I got pregnant right now. Like, I get it. Kids are in school. I'm running a business. Like, that would suck. And it was like, I was sitting there shocked, first of all. And we talked a little bit about this before we hit record. And I know being a really good coach is Sometimes this isn't what coaching is. You don't always have to be triggered, or, you know, I mean, <laughs> I shouldn't say that even because it is triggering looking within, but it's not always about that. But there's a time and a place to prompt someone to feel something. And I, at first, kind of, I don't even remember on the call how I reacted. You may have reacted, you may remember, but I kind of was like, oh. And then for the next day, I was sitting there going, like, who says that? Like, why? That was kind of mean. Like, it is hard. And And then the next day, I remember messaging her and saying, like, thank you. I had this moment. I was actually shopping for clothes because my bump was growing and I needed new clothes. And I had this moment of, like, this does suck. I am mad at the universe. And wow. And it was, like, coming face to face with that, finally admitting it. And then I think I wrote you or sent you a voice memo or something the next day being, or a couple days later, being like, thank you. Like that triggered the shit out of me, but ultimately thank you for allowing me to feel this. And then I'm not even kidding within, you know, two, three days of that call, something deeply shifted where all of a sudden I was like I'm okay with this this is for a reason so all those positive things I was trying to say before this will be a blessing there are things coming to me that I can't see that I need you know the universe does have my back even through this all those things I was trying to say I all of a sudden deeply felt and the rest of the pregnancy was one of acceptance of like strap on your seatbelt, like here we go didn't plan this good one universe You know, whereas right before that, I was mad. I was angry. I was shoving that down. And you gave me that permission. And I, you know, I was sharing with you, I still think of that and go, that is a really good coach. Sometimes there's a time when you knew because you were trying to get me to feel those things and I was resisting and I was resisting. And she's like, okay, gonna go for the spiritual jugular. Like, let's just do this. Right. (laughs) And I, I love you for it. It was so important in my journey. And Um, it really allowed me to Process, to feel, to be okay with it, to feel okay. And just because I was in that moment really upset that I was pregnant didn't mean I was disrespecting my friends who couldn't get pregnant or this person or that person. Like, stop with all that. You know, it was, it, I was allowed to feel what I was feeling. It was my reality. And you really moved me through that. It was something that, like I say, honestly, it took about maybe two, three days to process. And then I was dramatically different. And I do believe if I didn't have that moment to allow myself to feel those few days to feel and I cried and I journaled and I was just like I am upset you know and and I really feel like I would have gone through the rest of the pregnancy and maybe even now with resentment and with this isn't what I planned this set me back and all these bullshit stories whereas I was allowed to feel it and Through the pregnancy, I even like rebranded and stepped more into my purpose and was trying to decide what do I want to come back to when I do come back to my business full time. And I had so many blessings through it. And I really do believe it was so important. So I do thank you. And I've, that's the biggest time that I can really say that feeling my feelings changed everything in days in really days with no magical process, with no complex, you know, not even hypnosis, not even this or that. It was simply feeling it. And it was so big. And I know that I have more work to do. I really appreciate you talking about this today because I know that there are things, even right now, my body's kind of shaking. I don't even really fully know why, but um, there are things that I really do need to process. And when you were talking about being high vibe and feeling good and then having things that just trigger you that's sometimes what i experience and so i thank you for bringing this up and for anyone listening that if you're feeling that way where you're really trying to focus on the positive but then things come in and they just send you to through the ringer dramatically first of all it's okay and maybe this is exactly what you need is it's time to allow yourself to feel those feelings and that's, you know, just so important.
1: Yeah, I'm so glad you shared that story. It was, it was, it was edgy for me to say that, but it was my truth. I would have been upset at the same thing. And I knew I could feel in you that you were pissed, but you were not allowing yourself to be pissed about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that it worked out. Yeah. And it is, it's a perfect example of how it's not you know, it feels magical, but there's no special secret. It's just feel them just feel them. Mm -hmm. Right. And for you, this was a big life changing thing. So it took a couple days. But when you get into the practice of this, you can shift that emotion sometimes in 15 minutes or an hour, because maybe you just need to cry for five minutes. And then you're like, okay, now I'm drained. Now I'm gonna, you know, Throw a little water on my face, freshen up, and move on. Right. So, but yeah, I love that story. And I remember saying it to you, and you were a little bit like, it was towards the end of the call. So, when you got off the call, I'll admit I was a little like, oh crap, should I have done that? I don't know. Cause I think we were pretty new. You were a pretty new client at that point, mm-hmm. too. So, um but yeah i'm so glad it turned out and 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 it was a good lesson for me and i i really appreciated you sending me the message afterwards saying like thank you that totally worked because it felt like it was kind of one of the first times that i'd really kind of push that envelope with clients and now i know it's necessary right or not always but it's it can be helpful at certain times so
0: yeah cuz sometimes like i explain like I was just resistant. I was not allowing myself to feel and you were trying other ways. I know you were. It's like, "How is that?" and that must be frustrating. And and I was just like, "Yeah, but yeah, but, you know, one of my superpowers is like see the bright side." And it's like, "But you can't gloss over the really deep stuff because I don't have a lot of things in my life that I've felt angry at the universe." And That's a big one. I've had friends that, you know, have had huge things happen, clients that have huge things happen. And when they face feeling mad at God or source or universe, that's a big one, especially when you're really trying to surrender and be in the flow and be spiritual and be all this stuff and gratitude to be mad at source to be mad at life is a really big one that you feel like you just shouldn't go there because it's not the right way in quotes right it's not the right way to think but that's what I was experiencing I was fucking mad and I thought I had a plan and I thought me and the universe were besties and I thought all this stuff right I'm like how could this even happen and we weren't we were definitely not trying we were definitely you know not in a position that we were like wanting to have another kid so I do thank you for that and I'm I'm glad it worked out and I think sometimes it does take some I've done a lot of work. And so I knew that you were not ever like, I never thought you were just trying to make me mad. I never thought you were just being insensitive. I knew there was a method to your madness. I didn't know what at first. <laughs> and I did think like, why did she say that? But if there's gotta be something in this for me. Why is this so triggering? Right? So I really appreciate it. And also looking back at our time together, Um, And also to anyone who has a coach, if you have a coach that's willing to work through these things, hopefully, you know, it's really beneficial. But looking back at when we were working together, I actually identified just now as we're talking, there was often times when I'm like, okay, I want to bring this to the call. But then I was like, no, I shouldn't really get into that. I should talk about strategy. I should talk about my product launch. I should talk about the things that are going to move me forward kind of in my mind. And I wouldn't bring up those things. Like there was times I remember saying like, I need to talk about my mom. I need to talk about that relationship. And then it would be like call after call. And you're like, do you want to talk about your mom? I'm like, no, let's just talk about this product launch. Let's just talk about how I'm going to do this. Let's talk about clarity about my message, you know? And I, you know, resisted, resisted, resisted. And when I finally started diving into that, it shifted a lot really quickly and there's still work to be done. But I see now that it's more important to work through that junk before the strategy or the how to's of manifesting or how you're going to get there in whatever there is for you. I actually, you know, really see that, that even though I'm success driven, it's more important to work through the emotions. And I'm just starting to really understand that.
1: Yeah, because when you are so busy trying to keep emotions hidden or away or you're avoiding them, you're using so much energy to do that. You don't know you are, but your body is using so much energy. Your mind and body are just using it that when you can release it all and you've moved through it, you have all this extra energy and you're just like, oh my gosh, okay, I can go. There's clarity, there's energy, there's confidence. It's It really is amazing. And I think this is why I'm trying to work You know, with a lot of new and inspiring entrepreneurs because they still have that mindset that you're talking about is I need the strategy. I need the, I need the, you know, I need to know how to do something. Well, yes, we're going to all need to learn how to do something, but you can learn how to do it. But if you don't have the power and the energy to move your needle forward, you're going to have all the information in the world. You're still not going to get anywhere. And what I have found is this emotional empowerment work. That's what actually gives you that power to move forward. Um, I did want to also mention that I love that you brought up that people, you know, they don't think that they should be angry with life, with the universe. And I think especially God. So anyone who comes from, you know, a Christian or a a background where they honor God as the creator, like when I've told people, clients to write like an angry message to God, like that's scary. You know what I mean? But my experience is like, again, God wouldn't have given you these emotions if you weren't meant to have them at some point. Right, And my experience with the manifesting is that it really comes to, like, yes, there's truth in wanting to be high vibe and you're going to attract more of what you have, but you can still manifest really great things when you're in, a, in authentic truth, your authentic truth, when you're in alignment with what is real and what is true in that moment, if that makes sense. Right. So, you know, like if you are feeling low, but you're trying to hold it, that you're creating resistance. That resistance is going to prevent manifestation from coming in. When you allow it, you're opening up, right? And you're allowing, which also is going to allow the manifestations to come in.
0: Wow, that's really beautifully said. I love that. It's like being real is more important than being some glossed over happy or this glossed over high vibe. 100%. yeah, that's beautiful. So that's actually a great segue. Could you tell us about how you teach manifestation and what your steps are for how you personally manifest? Because you you just talked about the trip to Spain, but you have manifested some incredible things, your home, business, opportunities professionally to become a teacher at that school and all the stuff, right? So can you talk about that, your process for manifesting? Yeah,
1: I talked about a little bit in my story to Spain and it's really based on that. So number one is to be high vibe. So you want to work. On on your stage of development, where that is. That might be focusing on being positive only. But just know that, that that's where you're at. That's not going to be the end all, right? So you want to work on being high vibe. And so my process for that is using your mind to consciously choose thoughts that's going to support and empower you. Expressing your emotions as needed. E- experiencing them and releasing them. Um, and yeah, I don't know, a little bit of love here and there always helps too, sharing lots of love and laughter. So high vibe, number one. Number two, follow your intuition, right? My intuition was telling me to go to the bookstore, but if I thought about it logically, I didn't need another book. I have lots of books here that I have not read yet. I didn't need another crystal. I have tons of crystals, right? So I followed that nudge. So number two, intuition, follow it. Number three, take the intuitive action, even if you have to be courageous, Take that action. So when I had all the signs from the universe that I was meant to go to Spain, I still had to take the action of booking my flight on my credit card. It's not like the universe gave me the check and then said, here, go for it. I had to be brave and take that action. Right. Another story was actually when I came back from Spain, I had this great intuitive um idea to create these manifesting power circles where we could come together and manifest as a circle, as a group of women. And they were incredibly powerful. And then I had this intuitive idea and I took courageous action and put it out into the world and sold out my first three circles in like, or no, my first circle in 24 hours, and then ended up selling three circles when I was really originally only intending to sell one. So tripled my goal at that point, again, because I took the action. So I super simplify it. High vibe, authentic high vibe. Okay. Stage one might be a little bit of the glossing over that's okay, but it's not the end all. (laughs) All about authentic high vibe. Number two is follow your intuition. Number three is take that courageous action. And then for me, magic happens. Things fall in my lap. I don't try to control it. I don't try to control it like a lot of people do in terms of like, I'm going to get this many clients. I'm not going to get super specific on what I want. I'm definitely not going to talk about how I want it. But when I just do those three things, things happen. And now they happen so often that I barely even keep track of them. That's another great thing that can help actually that I would recommend if you're just starting out is keep track of what you're manifesting. Keep track of when you take or um, following your intuition, taking steps for that, you know, when that works out for you, you know, what are you looking to manifest? Really getting in that energy of of what you want is important too. But I include that in the high vibe part. So, you know, maybe the technical steps are like when you're being high vibe, you're writing out, you know, thank you so much for this $10,000 that has come into my life. hmm. Right. Like I have a lot of smaller things, you know what I mean? And if you've never had $10,000 drop in your life, maybe don't start with there. Start with something that's a little bit, a little little bit of a stretch. A thousand dollars is going to show up in my life. Right. I've got a lot of little things, but the three main ones are those ones that I covered there.
0: Yeah. I, I love that. I love to, um, I got this from uh, from Abraham is looking around in your life and going like, I manifested that, I manifested that. So it's like a way of keeping track if you don't want to write it down or you're out and about or whatever. You know, every time I get a great parking spot, I'm like, I created that just by – not because I sat there going like, okay – good parking spot. It's just by being in the, in the high vibeness, um, you create opportunities, you create blessings. So really identifying as those come into your life. Um, yeah, that's really awesome. cool. I, I love those steps. It's really simple. It's really, really simple. And as you said, within those steps are lots of details as far as being high vibe includes processing your shit. So it's not just anyone starting out, Please, please, please don't spend a lot of time just trying to be high vibe, looking at where am I preventing myself from being high vibe or what emotions are coming up or what stories are coming up that rip me out of that is going to be more beneficial than just high vibe, right? Yes, that's the goal, but we got to get there as a human and it's okay to take time. This takes time. This takes years. Doesn't mean it can, it has to take years to manifest one thing, but it takes years. Self-mastery is a lifetime journey. Like they say, it's a marathon, not a race. It's not getting there quickly. It's doing it authentically. And that actually ends up getting you there quicker, funny enough. But when you're focused on it being fast, you, you bypass a lot of that stuff. So before we go, I would love to just hear your thoughts on, um, if it ties in purpose, because I know that you have a free guide about awakening your purpose right now, and you have been talking about purpose. So do you have any little nuggets about manifesting clarity on your purpose, stepping into your purpose for the people listening?
1: Yes, I do. That's a great question. So I truly believe maybe I shouldn't say this. People are going to Download my guide. No, download the guide anyways. There's more other information. But I truly believe that our purpose here as Earth, on Earth, all of us humans actually have the same purpose. It just manifests a little bit differently. So our purpose is to step into our greater selves, is to evolve, is to grow, is to become as close to source to our soul self as we can. So that's how I see purpose. And because of that, I feel like I can tell everybody what their purpose is. But what most people are looking for when they're trying to find their purpose is actually what their mission is. And so for me, is your mission is how you are going to use your unique gifts and, and energy to make a difference in this world and possibly make money at it too. So depending, right? Because sometimes that's what I like to help my clients do to tie their mission, their soul mission into their business to have a soul aligned business right? So that's how I see it. And what I think is really important here is, as you're kind of going through the emotions and and working through some of those, those other pieces, is you're going to uncover, you know, wounds and shadow pieces. And often those shadow pieces are shadows of gifts that you have, we live in a polarity planet. So whether you're healing the shadow, or whether you're in there doing the personal, the inner work, looking for the gift, You want to eventually find, accept, love both of those things. You want to bring both of them in, the gift and the shadow. And then that's what creates or has for me anyways, created this beautiful contentedness with life. I'm just like, my life isn't perfect. Nobody's life is going to be perfect, but I'm generally happy. I'm generally easygoing. I am not living like, you know, when I was in my early 20s, I hated myself, I hated my life, I thought about suicide on a regular basis. The difference is so drastic, right? That I pretty much am living in heaven on life, heaven on earth right now. You know, maybe it's a little bit of an exaggeration, but, you know, like I live a good life. There's not much more that I, you know, could ask for. Maybe a little bit more exposure. I want to help a few more people, a little bit more impact out there. But and then when the bad things happen, I know how to move through it. So I allow that to happen, right? My dad was diagnosed with cancer last year. And you know, like I went through a tough year, right? And I and there are uh, other things. And, you know, I think that um, this contentedness piece hadn't quite landed for me yet. I was close, but actually COVID has has now, um, there was a piece in there in, in the spring where I felt this other layer just kind of settle and just lands. Another piece just landed and I was like, And I'm sure this will continue to happen. Like, I don't think I'm at the top of the ladder, but like, like uh, Wayne Dyer, Dyer, sorry, I can't talk. Dwayne Dyer talks about, right? But um, I'm sure this will continue to happen. But where I am right now, it's, it's mostly peaceful. It's mostly joyful. You know, there's not a lot of stress. There's not a lot of anxiety. There's not a lot of worry,
0: Yeah, Yeah. I love that. I love um, hearing about purpose and mission. And I really, it resonates deep. And I believe the same thing. Our purpose is something so much more, about stepping into the light, stepping into being love, expressing who we truly are—that um, highest version of ourselves—not with the things we have, not the highest version of ourselves with the bank account and the house, like it's that too. But it's inside that highest version, that most peaceful source-like version. You know, it's like working toward that—that that enlightenment, that higher consciousness that is the purpose. And then the mission is how we express our gifts and how we kind of move our life forward. And and the details are, am I a musician? Am I choosing to, you know, do art or be a coach or like those? And that changes too, right? How many times do you go through transitions within your mission? I know I've rebranded like a hundred times because my mission changes and that's cool. But the whole time, I am seeking more light. I am seeking to be love and be joy and um, evolve really. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. And the way that I see it all tying together is like, you may have changed kind of like your branding or your mission a little bit. But expressing your gifts, you've still been expressing those gifts all along. And that's what your mission is. It's how do you express that those that energy, your, your unique energy and your unique gifts out, right? And we can do it different ways, 100%, right? And why not? The one other thing that I wanted to touch on that you mentioned was that, you know, like, what is life about? You know, it's not necessarily about the house or the car. You know, it's really more about our own expansion and growth something that i i discovered and it actually you know kind of i talked about it a little bit with the fairy tale formula is i don't think the the house and the car actually do create all that much happiness for any length of time you know we get it we're excited about it for a little bit and then Because we're humans and we naturally adapt to whatever scenarios we're at, then all of a sudden that's becoming boring and we want the next thing. I love that celebrities like Jim Carrey are saying, you know, I wish everybody would get rich and be a celebrity because then they'll realize that that's not actually what life is all about. That it really is about how is our our mind doing? How is our heart doing? You know, how is our body doing? How are we feeling within? That's really what life is about. Are we happy? Are we joyful? And are we continuously growing and expanding? That's what we're meant to do. And you can see that in nature. That's what everything does.
0: Yeah, that's so absolutely beautiful. And I personally, I mean, I know that we can all relate because this is truth. So if you look within, you can relate to this. And I definitely know that I can in the journey of my business, my weight, my, you know, myself, I too went through ticking all the boxes, getting married, having a child. Meanwhile, I had an eating disorder and I was the most miserable I've ever been. But on the outside, I got married, I got a house, I, and it did not thing. So even now I need to check myself even as I'm really happy and I'm with my soulmate and I'm you know impacting people all over the world and all this when I think that the next thing is going to add that next layer of happiness I use that as a trigger to go like well, what's stopping me from feeling that next level of happiness now? Or how can I express that and feel that and be that now? And then the things will come and the things will come better than you could have ever planned because it just is icing on the cake at that point to make you comfortable, to have you feel taken care of, but it's because you did that work inside first and, you know, Yeah. And really felt that. That's so incredible. Is there any last thing that you want to share or anything else that you have to say?
1: I think my message to everybody out there is you have the power to control how you experience life. So if you don't think you have that power, start following me. Reach out to me, reach out to Talia. You know what I mean? Talia, sorry, my daughter's friend's
0: name is Talia. No worries.
1: <laughs> try that again. Reach out to me, reach out to Talia. You know, find a coach, find someone who can help you do that because you have a power within you to, you know, control your mind, control your emotions, and really find that self mastery so that you can find joy and love.
0: I love that. Thank you. And I will put in the show notes, um, all the things for Tani to her social media and to get her free guide, which is discover your purpose, right? It's called discover your purpose. Yeah. So where is the best place for people to find you?
1: Probably um, I'm on Instagram at tanny underscore Morgan. I'm on Facebook under Tanny Morgan and my website is tannymorgan.com. So if you know my name, it's pretty easy to find me. Um, I do have a Facebook group called the High Vibe and Empowered Entrepreneurs. And it's a really great group of women who are seeking to bring their highest self to their business. So if that's something of interest to you, then I'd love to welcome you in there as well.
0: Nice. Great. Well, thank you again for being on the show and for sharing your light. And the thing that I get really present to whenever I'm around you is I'm just so grateful that you're helping people awaken, that you're helping them tap into that joy and sometimes the processing of the emotions. Um, Because people that have the niggle, the the desire inside to be an entrepreneur, to be a coach, to be a healer, to be whatever it is that's calling you, that's there for a reason. That is there on purpose. And so I'm just so grateful that there's people like you and, you know, sharing and helping us to step into that because it can be scary. You can have a call inside to want to be more and have no idea how to do it. And so to have men, Mentors like you and inspiring people like you helping and sharing your wisdom it's so important to move this whole enlightenment thing forward and the global consciousness so thank you for being on the forefront of that and being a light worker and really being unafraid to lead us you know it's really needed and thank you so much for doing that
1: Thank you. I really do feel like it's my mission. You know what I mean? It is my mission to here to be here now and help support the collective um, awakening and raising the global consciousness. So it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me here. I absolutely love to share my stories. You know, I always love to connect with you. And you and I could probably we could probably talk all day long <laughs> about all sorts of things. So this is really um, a great pleasure um, and an honor. So thank you so much for inviting me, and giving me this opportunity.
0: Hey love, thank you for listening to today's episode. I really hope you got some incredible value from it. And if you did, pretty please head over to iTunes and leave me a review and hit the subscribe button. This really does make a huge difference in the success of the show. And it really shows me that you want this type of training, tools, techniques to hack law of attraction and have you manifest fast. Thank you in advance for that. And before I go, I want to remind you that there is a version of yourself that already has what it is that you want, already has the manifestations, already has the love, the abundance, the success, the freedom, the self-confidence and everything else that you could want. So what I'm going to encourage you to do today is to envision her, embody her, ask what's her energy about? What's her mindset? set like and what advice does she have for me today as you do this my love you awaken her you quantum align you collapse time and you make yourself able to manifest the life you want so much quicker have a fantastic day and i will see you in the next episode